Exciting episode from Sarah and I Gaming. It's a, a little different this time around due to this whole uh, quarantine business and everything. We're uh, we're having to do this through a video chat, so this is going to be interesting for everybody. A little different, but hey, you know, experiment a little bit, right, guys? Yes. <laughs> there we go. I just won. <laughs> Indeed. Nice. All right. So we are starting a uh, brand new campaign. It's uh, called Beyond Human. And it is actually a very interesting superpower campaign. Hopefully heroes. I don't know. We'll see what happens with everybody's decisions. You know, that, that line gets a little gray sometimes. Looking at certain few people. <laughs> ah, Yeah, thumbs down. All right, so let's go ahead and go around here, introduce ourselves, uh, and uh, we're going to start over here. Whoever wants to start, actually, go for it. Were we talking to me? Sure, go for it. Okay, well, tonight I'm going to be playing the part of Retrograde, but people don't know that because it's not a public persona. He's on the run. Uh, his name is... <laughs> Joey, it's, uh, yeah, Joseph Finn Sinclair. I had to look up what my name was, I forgot. So, yeah, I'm going to be playing the part of Joey, as you know him. He's on, uh, I'm not going to tell you what he's doing. He's got a, he's got a secret. He's got a secret. He's, he's out on the streets. He's, uh, he's chilling. And he's got secrets. But he's a young, nice-looking man. <laughs> All right. Next. Um, I'm Richard. I'll be playing Claire Alora. All right. Anything special about him? Um, yes. <laughs> to be determined. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, yes. All right, next. Uh, I am Ryan. I'm going to be playing as a renegade and rebel, uh, a dynamic duo of a uh, yes, hydrokinesis, uh, basically a uh, uh, refrigerated water delivery guy turned superhero. 
uh, who can control water and ice, and uh, his uh, sidekick, Rebel, who is uh, basically like a child prodigy of uh, mechanics and engineering. Just because he's good at them or because he's special? He's extremely smart. Superior intellect. As he wears the Aquaman t-shirt. <laughs> All right, I'm Chuck, and I'm playing uh, Dagon. He is approximately 19, 20 years old, and he's a hacker. Nice. So it looks like we got a, a pretty spread uh, out group here as far as utility goes. So now everybody's focused on the same thing, which is pretty nice to see. And uh, we get to see these in action, hopefully, tonight. So let's see. With that said there, let's go ahead and uh, get this started here. I'm going to go ahead and start with you all individually. And uh, we'll kind of bring everybody into the fold here. So everybody can just kind of chill out for a minute. Let's Do I lose you? It's me. It's you. All right. There we go. Let's figure we'll go ahead and start with you here, Mr. Uh, retrograde. Fair enough. I like the answer. I will go first. All right. So when we begin with you. Uh, you are uh, what, in an abandoned warehouse on the riverside. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, kind of just uh, squatter's rights down on riverside. It's the only place I feel safe right now. There's no, uh, there's not monitors or cameras on every corner. I try to avoid any kind of ATMs or uh, video surveillance. So this warehouse has been your uh, kind of like. I guess base operations, so to speak, for the moment. Yeah, definitely. Uh, doing a little hit and run kind of things, uh, keeping myself out of the view of uh, of the authority, the man. Um, but at the same time, I feel a bit of responsibility to use some of the gifts that I've, I've attained for myself. From the sickness, I see I was working on a military installation. I was a corporal uh, working uh, security at this, this base outside of uh, Agaropolis um, called Fort Stop Loss. And I saw that there were people that were getting experimented on that had been sick from this pandemic that's been going around. All I really knew about it was what I saw on the news. And really at that, it depended on what channel I was watching, what kind of real news or fake news I was getting. Um, so I just kept my mouth shut, did my job. 
until one night this uh, uh, young young lady was escaping the facility. I tried to stop her. Uh, I came in contact with her, and uh, she gave me a sob story, and so I let her go. I felt uh, I felt as though that was the right thing to do, but that got me sick. And when I came to out of a fever dream, uh, I realized that I was extremely thirsty and hungry. I went to the gas station uh, off base, of course. I was taking weekend liberty, so I was off base. And uh, when I went to the gas station, it was getting robbed. And uh, I started having these seizures. And I realized after quite a while that I was going back in time. I was slipping back in time moments at a time to before the robbery happened. So each time I failed to stop it, I got another chance to do it until I won. It was like Groundhog Day. All over again. Every day, all over again. So uh, from that point, I decided to go AWOL. And I've uh, been uh, staying down on Riverside. That's actually what it looks like. Good, good job finding that, that picture. I, I think I need to find a new spot because there's surveillance of me now. <laughs> it's drones. <laughs> Damn drones. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's nice little warehouse right there on the river. Yeah, I call it the, uh, I don't know what I call it yet. <laughs> it's definitely not home. <laughs> it's not It's not home. It's not cozy. Uh, there's like a little bit of a cot really with, what I call a cot. I just like put a bunch of pillows that I found together and lay on them. Yep. All right. And uh, it's also abandoned too. Uh, this district has been uh, hit pretty hard um, with uh, everything going on uh, with the spread of the virus and everything. So this, this whole place is pretty much shut down, you know, and uh, of course you take that as the opportunity of, Hey, nobody's here. So it's my spot for a while. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a few sickos here and there that I see every once in a while. Uh, that's what we call them sometimes on the streets when you see somebody with a pandemic that hasn't been turned in yet. You know, a sicko here, a sicko there. Uh, yeah, with a wine. Aside from them, uh, maybe a wino or two. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, well, let's go ahead and let's start with your uh, gentleman here. So... We'll start after you've uh, been out on one of your expeditions into the city. Doing some reconnaissance, trying to get a feel of what's going on at the moment, uh, especially the area. And uh, so you, you basically were laying down uh, for a short time, a very short time, uh, when you are startled awake uh, due to noise. And it sounds like uh, people uh, fighting with each other, like verbally fighting. You can tell they're getting louder, and then this warehouse is starting to echo, and it's really, you know, wakes you out of your slumber. So, what do you do? First, I wake up and I'm like, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I try to wrestle to my feet, uh, probably look around, uh, do a quick... Um, a quick scene check, uh, making sure that uh, getting my eyes back to acuity, uh, trying to get my uh, night vision going, you know, natural night vision, seeing in the dark, uh, hearing where, where everything is, trying to get a good spatial awareness for what's going on. And uh, probably pretty instinctively, I would uh, search out my, my weapon, uh, 
Um, I, I actually stole uh, a special model rifle from the base that I was stationed at. Uh, it just looked shiny and cool. I don't quite know what it does yet. <laughs> haven't actually fired it. <laughs> successfully. I haven't, I haven't fired it successfully. <laughs> well, at a target, you know. <laughs> All right. So you reach for your weapon and you have it right at the ready. As you take in your surroundings, uh, again, this warehouse, even though it's abandoned, uh, you still have equipment and you still have, uh, you know, uh, pallets and such like that uh, that are still present. Um, you know, and of course, with all the chaos going on, none of it's organized. So it's like a maze walking through this place, which is a blessing for you. But at the same time, it's kind of difficult when you're trying to, you know, find out what's going on elsewhere in the warehouse yeah it's my chaos but uh i definitely need to find these people um about would i know about how close they sound to me do they sound really loud like in the same room uh, or within the same cosmic cubic centimeter of me <laughs> they're about 50 cosmic feet from me <laughs> oh no this is getting serious <laughs> But no, in this large warehouse, this warehouse, we're going to say it's probably about, I would say probably about 10,000 square feet. Okay. It's a pretty large warehouse. Um, so with that said, uh, they're towards the, uh, the other end. Um, you know, you're kind of towards the end where the river is and where you kind of get a nice little scenic view. Also keeps you away from the main entrance area, which is towards the rest of the island. And uh, that's where they're at. You can tell that their uh, voice is carrying from at the other end of the warehouse. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to try and keep cover uh, behind some of the pylons and uh, the, the remaining equipment and stuff that's, that's laying about. So I'm going to try and do this as stealthily as possible um, and try to maneuver to where I can get a good eyes on view who it is that's in my warehouse and what their problem is with each other before I reveal myself. All right. All right. Well, that said, let's go ahead and get some dice together and uh, let's make a roll and see what happens. Okay. So I'm solo right now. So that's going to be one D six. Yep. Yeah, you're solo, so you use that die. Uh, if you have any distinctions that apply, you can call them out and then uh, call the die that you're going to use. Okay, I think I could use on the run. I'd be, since I'm on the run, uh, mm, yeah. I'm going to be extremely cautious. So that's going to be something that's going to be, I'm going to be aware of. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and use my eight on that um, and skip the plot point. Just go ahead and go for the D8. Uh, so a D8, a D6. All right. And if you have any power set or specialty applies, you can apply those as well. Okay. So covert expert uh, would be a D10 as well. So uh d6 d8 and d10 
to apply for, for any move right here. I'm not using my actual power set yet, so um, I'll save that for if I need to. Okay. And for those listening, uh, we are using the Marvel Heroic Role-Playing System, um, which is uh, basically the Cortex Plus system. Um, so for those unfamiliar with it, um, you know, we're getting together a dice pool here uh, based on our character's abilities, and uh, we're going to see what happens when he makes that roll. So it seems like you got your dice together here, so uh, go ahead, and if you're not going to use your plot point to do anything, then uh, go ahead and make your roll. Okay, so I got a six and eight and a four. Six, eight, and four. All right. Hold on one second here. So I guess I'll do the six and eight for 14. All right. So let me go ahead and make mine. All right. So you said you had what, a six, eight, and a four? Correct. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so basically you got with three dice, you get to choose two of them uh, to combine to make your total, and then you, the other one becomes your effect die, uh, since you only have three. So what's your total? So with the six and the eight together, that'd be a 14. 14, yes. Well, I uh, ended up with a five. Oh. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, let me go ahead and throw this up here on the screen here for those that can see. That's also one that showed up. <laughs> Ouch. Hey, so wait. I know that if I get a one, that goes to the Doom Pool, but uh, if you get a one, does that like give me something? Uh, actually, that gives you the opportunity. Uh, yeah, it's actually it's called an opportunity. You can activate an opportunity. I'm gonna say, give me just one moment here, and uh, that's the one sheet I did not print out. <laughs> I'm here to help, however I can. I did not think that I would actually make a roll like that on my first roll tonight. So, <laughs> hey, uh, we'll get it out of the way. That's what I'm here to do. Help you get it right out of the way, right out of the game. Yeah, let me just jump in here uh, while I'm still sharing the screen here. And let's look it up. Because I know it's something pretty cool you guys get to do. Uh, you do get to activate an opportunity. There we go. Activate an opportunity roll by the watcher. All right. So let's see what that looks like. All right. If one comes up in my dice, you spend one plot point to activate the opportunity. So you can give yourself either a D8 push die or a stunt, a D10. So it gives you another die if you wanted to use that uh, for your next roll. You can also step up the asset that you would create. So you used a D4 for your effect die, right? Um. Let's see, the D6, was, D6? Uh, well, it rolled a four, but it was a D6. That was my six. effect die. Okay. 
So what's neat is that when you use the effect die, you can do three things with it. Uh, you can inflict stress on somebody if you're attacking them. Um, you can create what's called an asset, uh, which is a situational modifier uh, that anybody that's in the area can use. Um, in this case, it's just you. Um, or you can create a complication that specifically targets a uh, character. And then anybody that's uh, targeting that character basically uses that complication and gets a bonus. So in this case, I think it'd be best for you to create an asset. And what's neat is that since it was a D6, you could spin a plot point if you want to, and you can bump that up to a D8. And uh, basically, it's going to remain for the rest of the scene in the warehouse. So while you're taking actions in the warehouse, uh, you're going to be able to utilize this asset. So it's up to you. So I think what I'm going to go ahead and say, just as narration goes, since I've been in this warehouse, I am military trained. I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm going to bump that up to a D8 so it's an asset for me. Uh, add that into my, my die pool and just narrate that as I've booby trapped the place. I like it. So we'll do booby trap. And you said, uh, what was the die? Uh, the one that I just picked up would be a D8. So it was a D6 and I moved it up to a D8. Okay, cool. So you spin a plot point. Yeah. All right, cool. You can write that down if you want to somewhere. That would just to remind you. I got it written right here. All right. Cool. So for narration um, aspects, uh, as you're moving through the warehouse, you go ahead and you, uh, you activate one of your uh, booby traps. So go ahead and uh, flavor it in for us exactly what happened. Okay, so as I'm moving through the warehouse, um, I've rigged up several old smoke canister grenades that I had uh, within my go bag. Um, I've rigged them up on the walls, inside the pylons, everything that I could find. So that at any instant, if I triggered one, pulled a string here, pulled a string there, uh, set off one of those smoke grenades to give me the perfect advantage I need to come up from the opposite direction. Nice. All right. Cool. So you got that at the ready. And uh, as you move in closer, you're able to get in close enough to actually get uh, eyes on who they are. Okay. And uh, you see, it looks I mean, like two teenagers, pretty much. I mean... They're like the older teens, so they're not like 13, 14. They're more like, you know, 18, 19, uh, but they're still young, okay? And uh, you see two of them, they're arguing with each other. Uh, both of them, their clothes have seen better days. They're kind of ragged, uh, torn. Um, but as you listen in, as you hear them, um, you have one of them, he's uh, about six feet tall. And he's got this, looks like this uh, old, like, jersey. Says, like, Orange Grove Titans on it. And it's got, it's got holes and stuff in it and everything like that. Uh, and he's, he, I mean, he might be a basketball player is what it kind of looks like to you. So, anyways, he's this tall guy and uh, skinny guy, too. And he's, you know, yelling. Uh, he's just yelling at him. He's yelling at his friend, his buddy, who his buddy is shorter, kind of stockier. Um, you know, he more or less has like just a, uh, you know, light jacket on and, uh, he's telling his friend, he says, man, he goes, that's not how that was supposed to go. Nobody was supposed to get hurt. 
And tall guy says, it's okay. It's all right. He goes, we're going to take care of it. It's all right. We'll hide the body. There's a river right here. We'll just toss him in there. He'll be fine. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. And his short, short uh, friend, he goes, he says, what are you talking about? He goes, we can't just throw a body in the water. If it bloats, it floats. <laughs> Got to use chicken wire. I don't give him that piece of advice, though. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then uh, the, the taller one, he goes, man, he says, well, we got to figure out something. He says, I have an idea. So he uh, scrunches around and he finds a uh, bottle, alcohol bottle, and he basically uses what's left in it, takes a rag, puts it in there, grabs his lighter. And then uh, his short friend goes, what, what are you doing? No, we can't do that. <laughs> oh, this is my house. Oh, that's not cool, man. That's not cool. He's about to burn down my house. I know what that is. Yep. And before you know what's even happening, all of a sudden, the short one, he starts, he grabs his head as if like he's having kind of some kind of a migraine attack. Okay, you know, and he starts, he moves over to the, uh, to the crates, puts his hand on the crate, and then he just kind of shakes his head. And then, meanwhile, his tall friend, uh, he has the, uh, the bottle in hand, and he just drops it. Okay. And he then he falls to his knees, and you can see that there's blood coming from his nose, and then also from his ears. And then his tall friend just falls on the ground. Oh, that's not good. Uh, but he dropped the did he drop the bottle after he lit it on fire? No, he didn't get the light it yet. Okay, that's good. Yeah, it just drops and shatters. But he is bleeding from the the visible orifices. Yeah, and then he falls to the ground. And the the short friend he um, he recovers uh, a moment later, and then uh, doesn't know what's going on. He just he looks at his friend. He goes. No, Larry, he runs over to him and he starts shaking him. He goes, Larry, wake up, wake up. Larry doesn't wake up. In the distance, you can hear sirens. He does too. So he immediately begins kind of taking off. What do you do? Oh, crap. Uh, he's okay. So, crikey, I mean, he's drawing attention to my. Uh my waterfront property <sighs> and he's just taken off um uh, you know he just drew this attention in if they don't have somebody to blame when they get here uh they're gonna try and find me or kind of look a little too hard in my so if I take this this short stocky guy and I put him down, uh, and by put him down, I mean rough him up a little bit so that the cops can find him when they get here, they'll be able to question him. Um, he'll be there. He'll be the patsy that they need. Yep. So I'm going to stop him from getting away. All right. How are you going to stop him? Well, see, this is the interesting question posed because uh, I don't want him to know I'm here either. 
Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to get creative with this, I think. Um, I'm gonna go ahead, whichever direction he's running, um, I'm gonna go ahead and try to trigger one of my uh, smoke grenades so that he's confused and disoriented by that. Okay. All right, so go ahead and uh, get your pull together. So you can use your solo. Uh, you can probably use your distinction on this too. And then uh, your specialty <clears throat> should work. And then you also get the, uh, the D8 uh, from the booby trap. That's gonna be the D6. Some solo. D ten. Because I'm a combat expert, so I set that up. Um, the D eight because I set up that asset. And then also the. Can I still use the on the run uh, function for this since I'm trying not to get caught here? Yeah, you can still use that. Okay, so total that'll be uh, D6, uh, the D8, uh, another D8, and a D10. All right, so oh, I'm trying to click here on the shared screen. Um, here we go, I'll pull it up. D6, D10, and two D8s. All right, so I got a four, six, a three, and an eight. I'm going to go ahead and take the six and the eight. Six and eight. All right. Oh, gosh. What the heck? Yes. <laughs> what, is, what is this even? <laughs> That's, okay, so no, wait a second. Does that give me two more opportunities there? Well, if you have plot points to spend, you could activate both of those. But can, I turn, can I turn those into plot points for me? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, the watcher's just mad. Yeah, yeah, because I just <laughs> the most <laughs> I could ever roll. <laughs> oh, I'm fighting the snake eyes, man. All right, so yeah, this, uh, I'm going to take the six and the eight. <laughs> uh, oh, you did better than that because you got the six and the eight, so that's fourteen. And you beat me, if you beat me by five, it's exceptional success. Well, I am exceptional. I Every five you beat me by, it goes up. So what was your effect, guy? Um, let's see, but that was my D10 and my D8. So I can use my other D8 for the effect, die. All right, well, you bump it up to a D10. And then yes. you also bump it up to a D12 because it bumps up twice because you beat me by 12. Uh, this guy is going down. <laughs> so this guy is going down. He doesn't even know what's going to hit him. That's awesome. Yep. Well, you can use that to uh, inflict stress, or you can use it to uh, add a, a new asset. I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, put that on stress to this fella. All right. So go ahead and uh, flavor it up for us. How do you how do you inflict that stress to him with the smoke? <laughs> okay, so basically what happened there was he started making a run for it. I went ahead and triggered my booby trap, and as he started to run towards one of the pylons, 
boom, a whole big cloud of uh, smoke explosion and some phosphorescent flare hits out right in front of him and he is completely disoriented by it. And as he's trying to stumble around through the smoke, and I just come right up behind him and take the butt, the, the buttstock of my rifle and just slam it into the back of his head. All right. So, yes, as you do that, you hit him extremely hard. <laughs> That's what I do. He, I mean, he is, yeah, uh, hurting. You know, I mean, you, he hits the ground hard, and uh, he does kind of get back up some, but he is out of it a little bit. You know, as he's trying to stand back up, he's kind of woozy, trying to get his surroundings, trying to figure out what just happened, <laughs> what just hit me. <laughs> Yeah, even though he's disoriented, I'm going to still maintain my cover. So as soon as I hit him down, I'm going to go ahead and take cover again. All right. And before then, he can see me. And before you, um, before you realize that, as, as he's being stressed, uh, all of a sudden he grabs his head again, and then he starts screaming in pain. And then before you realize it, you know, these thoughts and these visions and these images are starting to infiltrate your mind. That's no bueno. Um, what kind of thoughts and images? Well, let's see if you can uh, sort it out because you're kind of being bombarded right now. It's like someone's taking a channel on the TV and they keep flipping it and not waiting for it to stop before you see what's on the, the uh, channel before you go to the next one. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So like channel roulette. Yeah, pretty much. So go ahead and let's do this. Roll, get your dice pulled together again. Go with solo. And then uh, if you have any distinctions that could help you in this and that kind of mental defense, and then, of course, your powers and specialties, anything like that that could apply. All right, let's see here. Um, now, I think um, out of react, okay, so I'm solo, so I got my D6 down. And then I think out of reaction, just because of the pain, uh, it might trigger one of my seizures. Um, I think that instinctively, uh, because it seems to be when I'm in danger, that these seizures hit me. Um, so I would apply the distinction of timeout. Uh, that, uh, basically implying that my power set, my temporal shift, would somewhat take hold. Um, because of the, the, the pain. And now, in that sense, though, I would think it would only slow things down. It wouldn't necessarily uh, scatter me about, but probably slow down what's happening so I can try and ascertain what it is that's happening. Right. Um, and... I really don't think that the, I mean, co combat expertise only applies to what I've been trained to fight. And I don't think I've been trained to fight anybody that can make my head go uh, fuzzy like that. So I would think it's just the D6 and the uh, D8 for this. All right. And then I've also got my asset uh, still, correct? Uh, well, I don't know if the booby trap's going to help you with that, but you do get E12 from him being stressed. Okay. So D12, D6, D8. Yeah. All right. Go and get together. Okay. Let's see what happens to Joey. All right. So that's my 
six. Yeah, but it does the same thing that we have here. Okay, six, eight, and this one's a 12. No, that's a D100. I don't need that. No, oh, goodness. <laughs> that's a 20. That's 12. Okay. Now I know what they all are. We're good. That's good. <laughs> We're working it out. All right. Okay, so I got a five, a two, and a five. Um, I think to do this, I'm going to go ahead and use my five from the 12 and the five from the D6 and leave the D8 as my effect eye. Uh, so that would total me out of the 10 reaction. All right, yeah, well, I had a three, two, and a one, so. <laughs> <laughs> I think eyes combined, it gave me one of your diet. <laughs> nice. So, and again, you succeeded by five or more. So, <laughs> this guy's just not a train. I mean, he, he doesn't have a hope against me. That's really all it is. I'm a trained operator. Oh, man. All right. So, what was your effect die to begin with? Uh, the effect die that I left behind was going to be the, uh, the D8. All right. So that's going to be a D10. And what we're going to do is put a uh, asset in there for a mental block. So if that happens again, you get a D10 to help you out. Sweet. So D10 for mental block. Yep. That's just in this scene or do I have some sort of knowledge on mental attacks now? No, it's just in this scene. Okay, fair it's enough. More like in reaction. Uh, like you said, your power is starting to react. And it's kind of a, a defense mechanism. Sweet action, Jackson. So it's your body reacting to it. All right, and uh, but since you succeeded so well, you're able to slow down some of these images and process them um, as you're fighting through this, okay? And then uh, as you do that, uh, you get a glimpse of the images, and you see a blonde-haired woman who met with this short fella. And it appears that she looks very, very familiar. And as you search your memory, uh, you do recognize her face. She was the uh, escapee from the detention center that you were working at. So she is here. The one that got away, as it were. Yeah. So she is here in the city. Okay, so just in his mind though, right? Just that's just his memories flooding into mine. Yep. All right. Um So I definitely want to question him about that. Uh man. Okay, so okay. All right, so that's just in his mind and his memories. Yep. Um, and right now he's standing up after he um, had that um, seizure moment, and uh, it ended. And then, of course, he stands up, and he's looking around him, and there's smoke everywhere. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to jump at him out of the smoke. I'm going to grab hold of him and basically slam against one of the pylons. And uh, in my best Christian Bale voice, I'm going to be like, where is she? <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Where is she? 
I don't care if her name's Rachel or not. <laughs> was it Brittany? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely. I want to. Um, I want to try my best here to intimidate him into giving me information about that uh, uh, character. All right. Go ahead and uh, get your pool together and go and make a roll. Okay, so for that one, I think, uh, obviously, I'm still using my D6. Uh, combat expert, because I'm going to be trying to intimidate this guy with uh, more of my intensity than he's probably used to seeing on the streets. Um, I've, uh, I've already got the uh, D12 against him, too, right? Because he's still... Is he still hurt from that initial blow? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's still feeling that. So he still get the D12. And do I get the uh, – now I only get the D10 if he attacks me again with mental stuff. Right. But okay. you get the D8 from the smoke because I'm, I'm assuming you're using that to your advantage. Right. Well, yeah. I think it would be pretty scary if a dude just jumped at me out of the smoke and was all like, tell me where she is. <laughs> Hit me, baby, one more time. All right, so six, uh, eight, eight, and uh, 12, and the 10. Oh, my goodness. Is that right? I've got five dice. <laughs> yeah. Man, this guy is not looking too good. I'm, I'm actually kind of feeling – no, I'm not feeling sorry for him at all. What am I talking about? Uh, all right, so uh, six, two eights, uh, 12, and a 10. Oh no. Okay. So I got a three, a two, a six, a nine, and a one. Uh, I did roll a one there. Oh, you rolled a one. Yeah. I rolled um, a one as well. Now, does that balance out or do I give a doom point? No. Well, you rolled a one. So what I get now is I get another die to add to my little pool over here. So I'm going to add D six to my doom pool. So now I got three D six. Um, but you get a plot point now that you can use after this roll. Okay. So one plot point after this roll. Yep. You get one. Um, I'm going to go ahead and use the six and the nine together, uh, for a 15. Yeah. I mean, highest I can get is a nine here. So you're still going to beat me by six. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm still exceptionally good at this. Um, and what's that uh, effect die? Uh, I'm going to use the – go ahead and use the D10 as the effect die. All right, well, I get stepped up to a D12 since you did it so well. And we'll just call that intimidating. Yes. It's uh, one of my, it's actually my middle name. <laughs> the Intimidator. My brother, the Violator, isn't here, so you just have to deal with the Intimidator. <laughs> Girly man. Okay, I've got to create them now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I just, uh, I'm just going to slam him over and over again into the wooden pile on that's behind him. Um, and just keep telling them to tell me who, who is the woman in your mind? Uh, I know exactly what you saw, who told you to be here, the tall, blonde woman. You tell me her name, 
Where can I find her? I I don't know, man. I just it's, I just I just met her. I don't know. I don't know her name. If you met her, then she obviously said hello. My name is. Now you tell me what her name is, or I make sure that you're gonna bleed more than your friend there on the floor. He looks over, or tries to look over, but, you know, smoke everywhere. <laughs> and he's just visualizing it right now. Well, uh, I, uh, Sarah, uh, Sarah, I think she said her name was Sarah. You think or you know? It's Sarah. I know it. She said her name was Sarah. No last name, just Sarah. No, first name basis. Makes sense. <laughs> All right. Um, what I'm going to do now is I'm actually going to try my darndest to rewind to just before I got this information from him. So I'll keep the information, but he won't remember me. Ah, okay. Go ahead. So uh, so I have I have a D6, a D8, and two D10s, and I don't think the smoke would actually help me here. Right. Um, just because it wouldn't help me use my power. Uh, so I'm just going to go for those four and see what that gives me. Makes sense. All right. Go for it. Oh, okay. So I got a one, a seven, a nine, and a five. Um, oh, one. So you, yeah, you get another – uh, doom die. Yep, man, just increase my pool over here. Yeah, man, that's not good. All right, but I'm going to go ahead and use the seven and the nine to uh, achieve the action. Um, so that would clear me at 16. Well, let's find out. Oh, it, yeah, it worked because my high six and the three is a nine. Sweet action. So, yeah, uh, basically, uh, for me, I would just reappear about four minutes ago. So right, right before I attacked him, um, he's still probably stunned within the smoke, uh, but he would have no recollection of ever talking to me or me interrogating him because in his timeline, it didn't happen. Right. All right. And so uh, just kind of visual wise, basically everything is kind of, rewinds <laughs> yeah you would you would kind of see him like pulled back into the smoke you'd see i mean cinematically if somebody was watching it you would see a rewind of the event excluding me uh so basically me i would just um turn into a phosphorescent glow and move back to where i started and then re-solidify for him, you'd see him moving back through time, the smoke swirling back around him, him becoming disoriented again. Um, but other than that, you wouldn't you wouldn't know what happened other than the time rolled back. Nice. All right. And so uh, you you rewound it back to the point to where you release the smoke, right? Yes. Okay. So now what do you do once you've done that? Do you just Wait and see. I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to topple this pylon on top of him to basically pin him down. Uh, just knock this pile of uh, stacked up 
uh, wood pallets. Mm -hmm. We're just going to knock those over onto him so that he's uh, taken care of. Um, can't really move. He will, I'm going to try to make him immobile and caught here so that when the cops arrive, uh, they will uh, catch him. Gotcha. All right. We'll go ahead and uh, go ahead and make a roll there, sir. Okay, so now that would be my six, my eight. And then I think for the actual smoke would help me there. Mm -hmm. um, so that was a D10, remember? Yeah. Because you still then, got I mean, I still use my D10 of uh, coversion, uh, covert expert. Yep. Um, I think that'll be good. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Six, eight, two tens. All right, go for it. Okay, no ones for you, sorry. Uh, a three, <laughs> a two, a three, and a five. So I'm probably just gonna go ahead and try to succeed with an eight. Eight with eight, all right, let's see. Boom. I have an eight as well. Uh, yeah. So let's see what happens here. I guess. Yep. So let's go ahead and uh, let's go and roll that again, and then uh, let's kind of uh, beef up the uh, result here. We'll just we'll just do that. Uh, whatever happens and whoever wins, it gets an automatic bump up. Okay. All right. Okay, so I win because I get a 15, but I also rolled another one. Another one? Well, I rolled a one as well. Yeah. So I get another plot point. You get another doom die. You get another, uh, well, you um, you do get another plot point, and I do get another doom die. But I'm going to bump one of my die up to a D8, and I have a D8 and three D6s. So I'm going to do that instead of adding another D6. But you, uh, I mean, you can activate the opportunity there. Um, you know, you don't have to. You get to spend a plot point to activate the one, but it's up to you. Well, I think I'm successful here, so I don't need to use that yet. Right, because I got a 10, and you got, what, 14? Yeah, uh, 15. Yeah, so there you go. You, uh, you yeah, I'm just going to topple that on top of him. I'm basically, he, he just get the smack if down by these wood. I mean, not enough to hurt him or kill him. Well, it'll hurt but it won't kill him or nothing, but it will definitely uh, take him down, I would think. Oh, yeah, it does. It pins him. It pins him down to the ground. He wasn't expecting it because all of a sudden something just falls over on him and pins him to the ground. Yeah, for him, all he sees is smoke, and then all of a sudden, bam, something hits him, and then, uh, you know, he's just pinned to the ground. Yep. All right. Awesome. And I think that's where we're going to end with you for right now. I think you've done quite enough. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Roger that. Good luck with the other players. I hope they don't kick your butt as hard. <laughs> <laughs> I think you roughed them up pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let me do that. Let me go ahead and switch over. I'm going to put you back in the other room with some of the other guys and bring somebody else out. Roger that.